Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Bobby Merkel, welcome to the call. And uh, man, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and taking time to come talk to me on here. No problem. I'm glad to do it. Now, I I I've, I can't. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Like when I was a when I was a teenager, I know uh, I would go to the Metal Fest in Del Rio. Dang, and you were at some of those? Yes, I was at some of those. Really? And I did not know that. Yes, I was. I, they made a big deal about it. What was cool is they would have flyers at the school and they just pass them out. And of course, I was a metalhead. I, you know, they see me with my Pantera shirt on or something. They're like, hey, check yeah. this out, man. They got this metal fest down at the VFW downtown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, GI Forum. Oh, GI Forum. That's right. I couldn't remember. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the GI Forum, and, you know, I kept those damn flyers for the longest time. I wish I still had them, because so they you, were just Did cool. you, if you saw us at the GI Forum, did you see me with my band, My Funeral? Yes. Wow, yes. I did not know that. Yeah. How come I, how come I don't know that? I don't know, because I Why didn't you come up kid? and slap why didn't you come up and slap me in the head or something and say, hey, punk, don't you remember me? Yeah, don't <laughs> you remember me when I was little? Um, I did not know that. Wow, that was weird. Yeah, um, it was, you know, because I I like that genre of music. Yeah. So, you know, they pass those out and at school and then I would keep them and me and my friends would get a ride down there and, and we would go see Metal Fest. That was like a big deal to us every year. And then until it wasn't around anymore. Yeah. And it kind of made me sad. I'm like, man, that was like the coolest thing ever. What? I guess what started it, uh, what year did you start Metal Fest? Because I know I came in late. Man, oh, you, you got some time? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I guess the basic, like, y'all were sitting around and said, hey, man, we need to do, like, a concert thing. or. Well, I guess, I guess to put it into context, in order to kind of get an idea of how Metal Fest started in Del Rio, I guess it, it's better to start kind of with how I started in music in Del Rio um, because it kind of leads into that, you know, and okay. Um, so yeah, when I was, when I was in school in Del Rio, shoot, probably like about an eighth grade or something, I saw a band in Del Rio called Zeke Montello. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No, but that's um, a wicked yeah, name. Zeke Montello and, and one of their guitar players had a Gibson Explorer and it was really badass looking and it made me want to play guitar. I was like, holy crap, and I had no idea how to play guitar, but I just wanted to play one because the, the guitar looked cool. And I was already listening to music like um, 
Judas Priest and Black Sabbath and Kiss, but I just never really thought about playing it. I just yeah. would listen to it, you know. So I started learning to play the guitar. You know, I bought a cheap, crappy guitar, was taking lessons and and got to a certain point. And all through high school, I was wanting to start a band, but could never start a band. And then later on, I heard another band called Oedipus Rex, you know, so I saw this band Zeke Montello play some shows and then Oedipus Rex play some shows and I'm like, damn it, I want to do that, you know? <laughs> but I could never get a full band together. Finally, after I graduated high school, like just out of high school, I finally got a complete band together, but I was playing guitar. My cousin uh, was playing drums and we had a guy named Mike Beatty singing for us, you know? So we played a couple of shows, you know, these local shows. We we probably sounded horrible, but, you know, uh, we, we thought we were like like the next Def Leppard or something, oh, you know. Heck yeah. So we're playing covers like Def Leppard and Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and stuff like that. And um, but we're only playing locally and, and all that. And then Mike Beatty wasn't working out. So we find this guy named Jay Poe. Yeah. That, that wanted to sing, you know. Uh, I wonder if you know that guy. Uh, I I, I kind of do, yeah. I, Jay Poe, yeah. Y'all have I, the same last name. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I when you sent me that picture that was in the paper, I'm like, I remember when Jay had hair and it was like a giant <laughs> curly fro look thing. Well, I still remember uh, that. Shortly after Jay came in, you know, we played I think one show with him where I was playing guitar still, but I could never really grasp the whole lead guitar playing thing. I was just playing rhythm guitar. We had a lead guitarist named Manuel Celis. And um, so then a few months later, uh, a friend of mine moved from South Carolina to Del Rio, and he was another really good lead guitar player. And I wanted to play the drums. I always wanted to play the drums, but I didn't have a drum set. Uh, and well, I can't say I always wanted to play the drums. At first I wanted to play the guitar, but after a while I was like, man, I want to play the drums because they yeah. just look fun. <laughs> and, and I just seemed to like feel a rhythm in me or something, I don't know. So one day we're practicing with Jay and my friend Barry comes over. He, he had just moved in from South Carolina. He wanted to come and watch. And our drummer didn't show up to practice. His name was Alan. Uh, he didn't show up to practice. And we had never played a gig with him. You know, we were just kind of trying to throw some shit together. Can I cuss? <laughs> uh, so um, Alan doesn't oh, yeah, show yeah, up. you can. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Everybody asks that and I'm like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So Alan doesn't show up, but his drum set's there. And, and my friend Kip, who was our bass player, he said, well, you're always drumming on the counter. You play the drums and let Barry play the guitar. Okay, so we played The Trooper by Iron Maiden. Oh, man. I had never played... Badass song. Yeah, I love that song. I'd never played the drums before, but I'd seen uh, a couple of drummers play The Trooper. So I was like, ah, I think I can do it. So we played it and I was like, I was like, damn, this is fun. So <laughs> so uh, I knew another guy that had a drum set and he wasn't using it at the time. So we got rid of Alan. He took his drums and I asked my friend if I could borrow his drum set for a while and he let me use it. So here we are jamming with Jay Poe singing your <laughs> Uncle Jay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So then we start playing a few gigs here and there and then um, 
you know, after a while things happened. We played a show in Odessa, Texas one time and oh, wow. it went really well. So that got us to thinking, let's move to Odessa, Texas. You know, we think we're going to be the next Def Leppard, like I said, or something. Yeah. So things weren't going so well in Del Rio at the time. So we just up and moved to, to Odessa, Texas. But two guys in the band didn't want to go. So um, it was just uh, uh, me, Kip, and Jay that went. The other two, the two guitar players, the most important ones, yeah. didn't didn't go with us. So we go to Odessa and we move in with this Jay's brother, uh, yeah. Steve Poe. I'm sure you, I'm sure you know him, Papa and I think, uh, I and I think his name. wife Kathy. I think, yep. Yep. was that her name? I, I'm surprised yes. I remember that. Me, my and I think, yeah. I think the re, I think the reason I remember that is because that's my sister's name, Kathy. Yeah, but uh. Anyway, so we move into their house for a while, and oddly enough, we never played in Odessa again. We tried, but we could never find some guitar players. We could never find some guitar players to play, and we we were just working over there, and nothing was going on. So finally, I just moved back to Del Rio and started a new band called the Four Horsemen, um, mm -hmm. and that's kind of where the uh, Metal Fest started. Uh, my first band with Jay was Metal Blaze. Uh, that, yeah, like I said, I never knew the name of y'all's band. Yeah. <laughs> like I always wanted to. I, I never asked Uncle Jay either. I was like, "What was the name of their band?" Like I never asked that. Well, somebody came up with the name. I don't remember who. I think it was our lead guitar player, uh, not Barry, but Manuel Celis. Mm -hmm. He came up with the name Modesty Blaze, and I was like, "I don't like that name." yeah <laughs> and then and then kip says what about metal blaze I'm like there you go you yes, know that's uh so so we stuck <laughs> with that name but but like i said it kind of fell apart in odessa and all that. actually it fell apart when we moved to odessa because we never did anything after that so i was in odessa for about eight months you know then moved back to del rio uh got some other bands together mm -hmm. uh not other bands other members together and formed another band and um, we started doing some shows and all that. And then one day we decided to do this show at the Paul Polk Theater in yep. Del Rio. And, <laughs> and somebody called it the Metal Fest, you know, we're gonna have, cause we had some other bands playing there, okay. which, which was kind of funny because the other bands weren't really metal. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were rock, but they weren't really metal. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you know, hollow notes uh, type or <laughs> uh, more like they were more like kind of like classic rock, but they oh, they okay. tried they tried some heavy metal songs, maybe like you know, breaking the law or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we do this show and somebody said oh, we're gonna call it the metal fest, you know. And um I was the one that was always like organizing these shows i would go to the venue and say hey can we play this show here and all that and and then this one guy heard about our shows and uh he brought a couple of bands in from the dallas area and we did some more shows with some out-of-town bands and then we started playing out of town uh like in houston san antonio uh different different cities i can't remember where we played in with the Four Horsemen, but in the Four Horsemen, we were playing the heavier songs, more like 
we started off as a like a motley crew and Iron Maiden and stuff like that cover band, but then we switched to Metallica and Slayer and Megadeth and all that. And before you knew, that's where we got the name Four Horsemen because when we started that band, it was called Holland, H-O-L-L-I-N. And then we changed it to the Four Horsemen because we were doing a bunch of Metallica covers, including the song, The Four Horsemen. And um, so we're playing all these thrash metal songs and everything's going good. And we start playing out of town and, and we're doing these cool shows out of town and the crowds are really getting into us. And, and we just became a jeans and t-shirt thrash band, you know, uh, transition <laughs> from the transition from the kind of hair metal scene to the thrash metal scene. Yeah. But that's kind of where the metal fest started. Um, but then, then over time that, that band, the four horsemen, I, I don't know, we were together probably for about five years. Uh, oh. And then it slowly started to kind of fall apart, you know, because some members started not wanting to play anymore. And, you know, that kind of fell apart. Uh, so at one point while I was still in that band, as it was crumbling, I started playing music with this other guitar player in Del Rio. He just asked me, you know, he said, Hey, I got some songs and I just want to see if you can put some drum beats to them. I'm like, sure. I'll try it. You know? Yeah. And the songs were coming out really cool. So I told the rest of the skeleton crew in the four horsemen that, <laughs> you know, hey, man, I started jamming with this guy and we're coming up with some cool songs. So I'm going to bail on the Four Horsemen, you know. And it wasn't even a complete band at the time. So, you know, they didn't they didn't really say much. Uh, <laughs> but then the, the last band I was in, this new band I was starting with this guy, we called ourselves My Funeral. Mm -hmm. Got some other band members together, finally put together a full band and started you know, doing a bunch of shows and we were still doing these metal fest things, you know, and, and, uh, one day, I, uh, one of my cousins was a, a high ranking member of the GI forum. And I asked so him one time, was there. yeah, I asked him one time, I said, Hey, we're looking for a, just a place to do our metal fest shows. You know, I said, we don't get huge crowds, you know, so, but we get, you know, sometimes two or 300 people, and the GI form, I think, would fit that many. So we asked them if we could play there. And they actually had a meeting with the Grand Poopas and all them, you know, oh, to, oh. <laughs> to see if they would allow us to play there. And they took a vote and everything. And some of them were reluctant, but they reluctantly let us play there. Yeah. And the first night we played there, you know, like I said, I was the one organizing all these shows, even our out-of-town gigs, I would we didn't have internet back then. You know, oh, I'm yeah. Sounding, I'm sounding old. Like, we don't have no, internet. Hey, I, I was there, man. I was there. There was no <laughs> yeah. internet. Not yeah. at all. So I was having to look at, like, I would every time I'd go to San Antonio or Corpus or wherever, what city I was in, I'd get their music magazines, the local ones, and look for clubs. And I'd mm -hmm. call them. And, you know, that's how we got out of town gigs. We played with, the, with my funeral. We played a lot of places in... Texas. We played in Odessa, Midland, Lubbock, Corpus, Beeville, wow. Houston, um, San Antonio, a <laughs> uh, bunch of places like that. And sometimes more than one show at yeah. these cities, you know. 
but um, it just kind of blew up, you know, and then um, every time we'd play out of town, we'd meet these bands. So I started calling these bands and seeing if they could play in Del Rio and we would open up for them. And some of them were like kind of worried, like, well, what if we, what if y'all open up for us? And then when y'all are done playing, everybody leaves. And I was like, no, trust me, they're not going to leave these kids. I said, we don't get concerts in Del Rio. So anything like this, they stay for the whole thing. And and they did. Yeah, Yeah, they did. They did. And it it was, it was something I I really, I really think it's something that that town needed at that. And, and, you know, frozen in time, you know, I, I think back of, we go and we get in the car and we go down there and we see all the same people, all of us metalheads, and we're just ready to go see anybody play live, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you're right. There was nothing really to do. Um, well, I mean, there's stuff to do, but I think for people like myself that wanted to see live music, that was something awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't, we didn't, you're right. We didn't get that stuff down there. All right. Right. And it was it was a big event. I'm telling you, those flyers got passed around school and I would collect the flyers and I still have a lot of those flyers. You do, man. I need to get copies of because I used to have a couple of them. I have a bunch of them and they're so cheesy looking. (laughs) They are, but that's what I like about them. But it got the people there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean it's it, it was something, it was something really fun. And I I you know I I think that people should thank you for that because it was something so cool and so different at that time, you know, and I don't think there's anything like that anymore down there. They, they still, they still do music shows there. The the metal fest slowly transitioned into something. I don't know how they pronounce it, but I think it's called the Uke fest. It's oh, spelled, okay. it's spelled Y-U-K. Oh, Okay. So there and, is something. And, yeah, and, and it's funny because there's another drummer over there in Del Rio that kind of took over where I left off. Because like I said, I was the one organizing a lot of these shows yeah. and, and picking which bands to play and all that. <laughs> because what I was trying to do, especially in my funeral, was because we were playing every show and I didn't want all the kids to get tired of just us playing all the time. So yeah. what I would do is I would get like probably a local another local band to open up the show and then we play second and then I would get a band from out of town to headline the show but it was always a different headliner like because I didn't want it to be the same three bands all the time (laughs) you know we were the constant because I was organizing the shows yeah but but all the other bands they were different every show and we would do like maybe once a month once every couple of months maybe a show because we didn't want to do it every week and people stopped showing up. Um, and it got to the point where, <clears throat> excuse me, where some of these bands that were headlining, it got to the point where they were calling me and saying, you know, hey, when are y'all going to do another show? We want to play there again. We, we love playing in Del Rio. <laughs> I mean, they, these were bands that were playing in their in their home cities of like, Corpus and San Antonio, and they were wanting to come in Del Rio play again, you know, and it, it just, it, it, like I said, it just kind of blew up. And uh, yeah, yeah um, and I was kind of going somewhere with that and I kind of, no, kind of no. lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that here in a little bit. Yeah, 
no, it, it, it was really neat for that time. And, you know, I have fond memories of it. I really do. I think back on it and, um, I had a good time. It was loud and that's what we wanted. We went loud and people were moshing and everything in yeah. the tiniest there's, freaking area too. Man. I know, I know. They, they, there's, they do all the mosh pits and everything. Yeah. I remember, I remember our, our first gig with my funeral, we played out by the dam at Amistad Lake. Oh, okay. And, and it, it was an outdoor thing. I don't remember what the event was. It wasn't a battle of the bands or anything. It was just an outdoor event. Mm-hmm. And they had a flatbed trailer up there with some bands playing and they oh, let man. us play there. <laughs> and it was our first gig with, with my funeral. And I saw a bunch of kids. There was a, another band at the time in Del Rio. They were called Mind's Eye. Uh, which oddly enough had the singer for Four Horsemen in it. Yeah, the, I remember. He, I remember hearing about Mind's Eye. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Struck a chord. I was like, oh yeah, Mind's Eye. I remember hearing about that. Well, or a few months, them. a few months prior to this show at the at Amistad Dam, I had gone to a Mind's Eye show in Del Rio somewhere, and there was a bunch of kids there doing the mosh pit and all that. And our first show at my funeral, I saw a bunch of those kids there at the at the lake, you know. And I go up to our guitar player John, and and I said, "Hey, uh, I said a lot of these kids they were at the mind shy, at the Mind's Eye show the other night doing mosh pits and all that." I said, "You think they'll get into our music?" And he was like, "I don't know. I hope so." <laughs> so so we get up there and we start playing, and the first song we're playing it was called "Anger Restraint." And it started with me just playing a straight drum beat, you know. Oh wow! So so I started the song and I'm playing, but I'm looking down as I'm playing and I'm just playing this driving beat, and it you know it's got kind of that thrashy sound to it. And I was I'm playing the beat, and I started smelling dust, like a lot of dirt, you know. And I was like, I was looking around like that as I was looking down <laughs> playing, and I was like, what the hell is all this dust coming from? It, because I had my eyes closed when I was playing the beat. Yeah. And I smelled the dust. And when I opened it, I saw a bunch of dust coming up on me like that. I was like, what the shit? What the heck's going on? I was freaking out. And I looked up and there was this huge mosh pit going out there in the front oh where all the dirt God. was. All the kids were like going crazy and just, it, there was driving up the big old dust cloud. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I guess I like our music. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That was the first time we'd ever played anywhere. So it was like. I was like, well, I guess they like it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was me doing up the dust. Yeah, I was like, like, what the, the hell? Dust devil come through here? I was like, I know I didn't fart, so it's not yeah. that. You know? like, Damn. Oh, but yeah, that was one of that was one of the cool stories of that band. And, yeah. Uh, or one of the no, good that, memories. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, that you're that that name of that band, my funeral, I, I swear, all through my you know junior high, all the way till I left, it was a was a big deal. I mean, everybody dug it, man. I mean, yeah, you had other bands that showed up, and they were all right. Um, there was a, and I wish I would remember the name of some of them. They were <laughs> they were crazy names, but these uh, went to school with a couple of guys, and they had a pretty decent thing, but. Mm-hmm. During that time, it wasn't really, it was uh, more that new metal sound, you know. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. You know, like the badass thrash metal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they did a good job and they had CDs and all that stuff. But 
Well, yeah. that that's that's one of my kind of big regrets with my funeral was that at one point we did go and record a CD. We actually had two demo tapes out mm -hmm. uh, and then one CD. And we spent a fairly decent amount of money on the CD. But the problem with that CD is that when we went to record it, because of the amount of money we had, which wasn't a whole lot for studio time, mm -hmm. but for us, it was a lot of money. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of time in that studio. Wow. So we had to kind of go in there and rush it, you know, and, and record these. Yeah, record wow. these songs <laughs> practically like live and only do like a few takes for each song. And and that that's like I said, one of my biggest regrets is now and you know, I, I don't know what anybody's opinions are on this thing, but <laughs> when I listen to that CD now, I kind of cringe a little bit because honestly, to me, the, the drumming is a little sloppy to me. Um, and, you know, I, I know I could have played better than that, uh, but we, like I said, we went in, I couldn't even warm up or anything. We started recording, we were playing these songs and we had to finish by a certain time and we wanted to get a certain number of songs done. Yeah. So I, I just had to do it as quick as I could, you know, and I think the most takes I ever did on one song was maybe three takes, three or four. Mm -hmm. Some of the songs we did in one take, you know, and, but hey, yeah, I, I kind of wish. Dug the CD? I'm, I'm telling you, you, you might think, oh man. And a lot of people always say this on my, my own worst critic but yeah. i'll tell you what that cd was flying around dude everybody was like did you get the new my funeral cds out and all that i mean everybody was excited for it because before then like you said there was demo tapes and you know yeah. hopefully people that listen to this show know what a, a you know cassette tape is they're but, like tapes what yeah, like like what scotch tape yeah <laughs> <laughs> all these but, kids today with scotch tape what okay. what are they talking about but, you know, and I think what's really cool is I, I really appreciate the technology now because yeah. if shit, man, if we had this technology back in that time, there would have been, um, you wouldn't have to have studio. They sell professional mics. You know, you could have got a, a, one of those heavy blankets in a room in someone's yeah. garage and you could have made that CD. And it just, I know, I know. Yeah, it, it's it. And I think a lot of people don't utilize that because they're so used to this kind of thing. And, you know, even me, I know I'm, I'm younger, but I'm also, I also know the, the ways of that time where right. it was a pain in the ass. Like you yeah. had to, it, it was just different. It, you had to have a switchboard, you had to have this and that. And now there's so many programs you can download on a damn computer. I know there's there's you you could rip out a CD in no time. It's there's some there's some CDs I've heard recently from people I know that are in bands now. Yeah, and and they record these CDs like in somebody's home studio or something. Yeah, and they sound great. You know, it's like and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and you know, that. as far as me and my drumming, you know, I said the the drumming on our CD is a little sloppy, but yeah, you know. Uh, I've had people tell me like, oh man, you're, you were a badass drummer and this and that. And, 
and and, and <laughs> I've told people, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was looking like, who's the badass drummer? <laughs> uh, but uh, but I was going to say that uh, um, I, I've told people before us. I, I said, well, I, I never really considered myself a badass drummer. I always say I was good at what I did. Mm-hmm. But like, like there's some drummers I watch today and even from back then that, man, they do some stuff that I, I could never do, you know, like even right now, if I tried to do these things, like, gosh, some of these drummers nowadays, man, they, they look like machines or something uh, it, yeah. like the Terminator playing. Yeah, you know? Just all over yeah. the place. Yeah. And, and they're, they play so precise and everything. And, and now they have these little techniques they do with their feet to, to where they're playing double bass drumming like a hundred miles an hour and and they do it like it like it's nothing you know and like and I, I just can't play that style you know I'm old school drumming you know pound real hard and yeah all that stuff and but yeah it was, it was fun you know I enjoyed it but but it you know even my funeral after a few years I mean we did a lot with my funeral we played all over the place and we played shows with a lot of bands you know um, another kind of favorite memory that I had of, of that time was that at some point in in my funeral I quit for 14 months to because I was living in Del Rio still I moved to San Antonio to go to school for aircraft maintenance mm-hmm. um, and then after I I told the guys in the band I said I want to try to get an A&P license for aircraft maintenance. And when, I, when I'm done with school, because the school's going to take 14 months, I said, when I'm done, I want to try to get a job at Laughlin Air Force Base working on aircraft or something and move back to Del Rio. And then I want to start playing again. So hopefully y'all will be up to it, you know. And they said, well, let us know. Let us know if it happens, you know. So sure enough, I went to school 14 months my last month of school, I, I applied for a job in Laughlin, got the job, and they hired me a month before I was finished with school. So when I finished, I moved back to Del Rio and started work. And then we started my funeral again, and we started doing more metal fests. But in the time that I was in San Antonio, I saw quite a few bands, and I was trying to invite them to play in Del Rio when we started playing again. And some of them showed some interest, but they never really came to Del Rio when I when I moved back and I started calling them like hey remember me you know I, I want to see if y'all want to play this metal fest show we're gonna do and and they like oh, I don't know you know this that you know and they just would never come through you know some really good bands too but there was one band in particular that I saw in San Antonio called the Ausla they're not around anymore and and they had this kind of south side you know like like they were all Hispanic, so they were like, you know, we're Puro Southside, you know, and all this stuff. <laughs> but they played real good, heavy groove metal, you know. Oh, wow. And when I saw them in San Antonio, when I was living in San Antonio, I said, man, the kids in Del Rio will love this band. I said, I just know they're going to love this oh, yeah. band. So when I moved back to Del Rio, I called, the, I called them up. I called their bass player. And I told him who I was, that, that I'd seen him at Sneakers in San Antonio. And he didn't remember me because I talked to him over there, but he didn't remember me. And I said, yeah, I told you that if I moved back to Del Rio and started my band up again, I was going to call you to see if you all want to do a gig. So again, it was at the GI Forum. 
and I, I would, you know, they were real reluctant. You know, I was talking to the bass player and he's like, well, let me talk to the guys because, you know, uh, it's a small town and, you know, what if there's not that many people there? And I said, I said, a lot of kids come to our show. And I said, I just know they're going to love you guys. I saw you uh, twice in San Antonio and they're just going to love you guys, you know. So he talked to them and they're, he's like, he calls me back a few days later and says, you know, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do it. But, you know, he's like, can y'all headline? Because we're just afraid that once y'all are done, you know, everybody's going to leave. And I said, I said, well, we, we don't headline the shows because we don't want people to get tired of us headlining all the time. So that's why we're always the opening act. You know, I said, but trust me, I said, they're not going to leave. I said, and they're going to love you guys, you know? So they're like, okay, they finally agreed to it reluctantly, but they agreed to it. And they came down and played and, and sure enough, the kids freaking loved them, you know, and had the big mosh pit going and everything. <laughs> and, and this the singer for that band, he was, he, he like almost started crying. He was like freaking out at how much they were getting into their music. Mm-hmm. And I remember him telling me, he's like, these guys have never even heard us and they act like we're the biggest band in the world or something, you know? Yeah. I said, I told you they were going to love you guys, you know, because I just, <laughs> I said, I just knew when I saw y'all that these kids were going to love what y'all do. You know, I said, I loved it. It was great, you know? So that, that was one of the bands that kept calling me back. Or, hey, we want to play there again. But then unfortunately, a few months later, they split up and they never played in Del Rio again. Dang. But they were like really happy and they were like just really freaked out at how how into the music all those kids were. Earlier. You were probably one of them. Yeah, I probably <laughs> was. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would love to... I, I just don't remember some of them. Like I, I remember having a great time. There's so many different bands and, and, and kind of different styles, but it was all metal, you know? Yeah. And, um, did you ever go thing... to any, did, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, did no, you go ever ahead, go, go to, ahead. did you ever go to any of our shows at the barn that was across from the base? No, I never no. went to that. I never, I never got to see just you guys. I would just go see, you know the metal fest and yeah. of course see you guys open and everything and then um because i mean you know i i it was a pick and choose you know and and what sucks is i would have loved to seen that i would have loved to gone and done that but again there was no internet there was hardly any you know if there was an advertisement it was on a flyer and someone mm-hmm. handed it out at school i'm like oh yeah i want to go see that and then you know I was yeah. I was probably like 15, so it was like, okay, yeah, we'll go. And then someone's like, hey, we're all going to Mexico, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, but it it uh, it it's really cool to know that you guys started something down there, and I always give you credit for that. That there was a music scene in Del Rio, and yeah. and like you said, there there's still one. But I when I lived there, because I. I mean, I grew up there. I was born there. I grew up there. Our family moved away. Of course, you know, Odessa and everything in Arkansas came back Mm -hmm. and then, you know, just grew up in Del Rio. And then I raised my family, you know, down there and then for a while. And then I moved away and I'm in, uh, I'm in George West now. I'm like, where at? 
George West, Texas. I'm like not far. Well, you said Beeville. Beeville. I just came from Beeville. I mean, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I live in San Antonio now. So. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I'm I'm like not even an hour away from you. I, I'm I'm right oh, in wow. between. Corpus is, you know, I, I either way, you know, we go uh, to Santone or we should or, we should go have lunch sometime or something. Heck yeah, man, I'm down for <laughs> you that. and you and the wife and me and my wife. Yeah, shoot, I would love to yeah. do that, man. Um, and a little while ago, when I said I lost my train of thought, that's oh that's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's where I was going when you mentioned it is um, when I said that there's another drummer over there that kind of took over where I left off. Yeah. And and the metal fest slowly changed into something called the Uke Fest, I think it's called. Yeah. And and this particular drummer, he he plays in a punk rock band. So now there's like a lot of like punk rock. And there's still some metal bands there, but not as many as there used to be. And but this this Uke Fest and other shows they do there, they're they're doing a lot of which I think is really cool now. They're doing a lot of different styles of music, you know, punk rock, mm-hmm. uh, hard rock, uh, like uh, alternative rock, uh, you know, more commercial stuff or commercial yeah. sounding stuff, you know, jazz, uh, just whatever. You know, any musicians that want to go jam, they just go jam. I have some cousins that play there sometimes or, or play in Del Rio. I don't know if they've ever played at the Uke Fest shows, but uh, my cousins, there's three cousins of mine, they're all brothers and they have a, a band and they play a lot of classic rock and some country and things like that. And and they have some good originals now. Uh, and and they're, you know, they play shows in Del Rio. So there's a lot of diverse music there in Del Rio now, which is really cool. But but yeah, it's it's kind of weird that like you know, as big as the Metal Fest got, and and it it was still big when I left there. When I moved out of Del Rio, there were still Metal Fest shows going on over there. I yeah. went to a few of them. I wasn't living in Del Rio anymore, but I went to a few Metal Fest shows over there, and and saw a lot of people that I knew there, and and you know just thinking that man i started all this and, and look where it's gone it's it's yeah i'm not even in charge anymore and it's still <laughs> going you know and, which is kind of cool you know but well you laid the foundation hmm. for it you know yeah yeah pretty much you laid uh, the foundation for it when i don't think a lot of people would have done it like that you know yeah. um it, it's really cool to have someone do something like come in there and create something and then it's still kind of you know like you said it still kind of goes on but um, I did want to talk to you because we kind of chatted a little bit, but um, kind of steer away from the music uh, a little bit. But what you said you have a YouTube channel that you're starting? Yeah, I haven't posted anything on it yet because I just started it. I had to get yeah certain things ready, and then <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, and and I'm also like a little bit of a procrastinator. Like once I start, <laughs> then I'll start, but. But like, you know, I wanted to get a different camera because I had this cheap little webcam. I was like, oh, I don't want to use the webcam, which is what I'm using right now. It doesn't look that bad, but... No, it doesn't actually. But, <laughs> but, uh, but I wanted to use my other camera that I had. So I had to get a an adapter for it because it wouldn't work straight into the USB port. I had to get an HDMI to USB adapter for it, which cost me over a hundred bucks, you know, and... 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I had to get a few other things and then learn the software, which wasn't too hard to learn. But, you know, finally, I, I decided to record something. Actually, earlier today, I recorded. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched any, like, music reaction videos on oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I've seen a bunch of those. I just thought, like, no, oh, that seems like it'd be kind of fun to do. So I just, I'm yeah. going to try that, see what happens. But the, the problem is, is that, a, a lot of the, the most popular bands that that people are reacting to on YouTube that don't get blocked, mm -hmm. uh, and but they get a lot of views. I already listen to those bands, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm either going to react to like bands that I've heard before, but they they have newer stuff that I haven't heard. I'm going to react to stuff like that, well, that's or awesome. or new bands that I haven't heard. Like like there's a a few bands like there's a band called amorphous and there's a band called baby metal for some reason oh a yeah bunch of, baby yeah, metal. <laughs> that people baby metal is. <laughs> see I, i've never heard them but i see a lot of people reacting to them so i was like well i'll react to baby metal there's a bunch yeah, of little japanese girls you know and, do it. and then there's another band called bandmade and stuff like that and so I'm going to do stuff like that, see how it goes, you know. And oh, that's that's awesome. I, I think that's really cool. Especially someone that, like you said, you've listened to these bands and then you kind of venture into the newer stuff. And you're like, okay, uh, let me see how, what this is going to be and react to that. that. I think that's really cool. I, uh, I think it's awesome that you're going to create something like that. And I really think it'll do well because a lot of people do that. Maybe all three, maybe all three of my friends will watch it. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it too. So that's <laughs> okay. Uh, Four yeah. of my friends. <laughs> oh man, no, that's that's awesome, man. No, I I always tell people, you know, do something, you know, yeah, create something and have fun doing it. And if you think it's going to be fun, and you know, screw the haters, just do something that you think is fun, and you know you never know if you you never try you know i mean yeah yeah try it out and see if you like it and i know i've always said if i stop having fun in what i'm doing which i don't see ever happening because i love talking to people <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if i ever stop having fun then i probably won't do it anymore yeah and um yeah. that's that's just that's just how i i see things that's kind of what happened with me and drumming. You know, I was, I was in my funeral and like the last couple of years of that band, uh, our vocalist decided he wanted to start another band with mm -hmm. him playing guitar, but he still wanted to be in my funeral. So he says, you know, so he's in his other band. And next thing you know, he's like not showing up to the, my funeral practices anymore, you know, <laughs> like and then, and then when he did, sometimes he would forget the lyrics that he wrote to his own songs, you know, to these songs that we were playing. And then every once in a while, we'd do another show or something and he'd forget the words, you know. And, <laughs> and then it got to the point where we were just, me and the guitar players and the bass player were just practicing and practicing. And then one time we had no bass player for a while and we're practicing and practicing and, and we're not playing anywhere anymore because our vocalist never shows up to practice. Oh, wow. And in the meantime, I started learning how to do like video production. And I was doing, I, I learned all that. And I was doing a lot of video work in Del Rio. And I was starting to get 
I kind of had like my own work out of home video business that I was had going on there. <laughs> and um, I was doing like weddings and TV commercials and stuff like that. And, and I was getting pretty busy with that. And, and I was actually really enjoying it. And then I was kind of getting burned out of practicing in this band and never playing anywhere anymore. So one day I just decided we were supposed to practice on a certain day. And I was like, man, I just don't have it in me anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I, I felt kind of burned out. So I called my guitar player and told him, you know what, man, I just don't want to do this anymore. You know, and, and he understood, you know, so it, that was kind of the end of my funeral there. And, and, and honestly, to this day, like that was, that was, uh, what, 16 years ago, I think. Um, yeah. 16 yeah. years ago that I quit like that. And honestly, to this day, I, I still tell people I, I love heavy metal music. I listen to it all the time. Got my Aussie shirt. Oh yeah. I love the you know. shirt. Man. I love it. Yeah, um, love this album too, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I listen to the music. I still like playing the drums, uh, even though I don't have a drum set set up in my house. But if I ever see a drum set, I'll go jam. <laughs> but I, I tell people I just don't want to be in the band anymore. You know, I don't want to, I don't have the, the want anymore to want to, you know, have to go through all the rehearsals and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. And you know. like you said, it's, I think some people don't realize how hard it is, you know, to have everybody show up and everybody want to be there. Yeah. And like you said, yeah. the lead singer wanted to do other stuff and then he comes back to y'all yeah. and then he doesn't know what the heck he wrote. And it's very <laughs> hard to keep a band together. It really is. Yeah. I, I know, <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's sad because, you know, we were doing a lot of cool stuff and it was fun. I had fun while it lasted. Yeah. You know, and, and I wish bigger things could have come of it, but, you know, it was fun and I enjoyed it. I have no regrets except for that CD with the sloppy drumming. You know. <laughs> we need to get it remastered, dude. I know, right? Get, get another drummer to play the music, you know. <laughs> yeah, see how awesome I sound? <laughs> That's not you. Um, there's, a. I, I kind of started following some people in the independent music scene out there in San Antonio and mm -hmm. I'm wearing one of the shirts actually, uh, Carterized is their name. And they came out with this limited edition shirt and it's called, uh, it's bow down to the beast. But, um, I made friends with those guys. What are they called? Carterized. Carterized. I've never heard yes. of them. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're on a Spotify and all that. I, I bought their CD and they had a special edition shirt and they're like, hey, grab these while you can because I guess the record label they have or they're part of, they're like, we don't really like the saying bow down to the beast. So, <laughs> so they made a limited amount and I got my hands on it. But they're really cool guys. Um, big shout out to those guys. And oh. um, there's another band. I, they're pretty big. They're called Pigweed. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know pigweed. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I know Danny Young. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife, my wife used to work at a, a building. Uh, she worked for a guy that was in the oil and gas industry. Yeah, and she worked at his she worked at his office in this big building that was about seven or eight stories tall here in San Antonio, and he was the maintenance person in that building. You know, and I met him there and. 
he was in another band at the time and now he's in pigweed you know yeah i oh i i follow them on instagram and everything i i love their sound i i um I had their, I had the Spotify where I follow them on Spotify and download their stuff there. Honestly, I haven't heard too much of their music. I just know Danny, but I, I've heard enough to know that they're a good band. Oh yeah, uh, they're awesome. But when I, I need to see when them. I hear the name, yeah, when I hear the name Pigweed, I think of the album Pig Walk by uh, Stuck Mojo. I don't oh know yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know who Stuck Mojo yes, is. Yes, I do. <laughs> but well, I, I think. Wow. Yeah, they, I think they have an album called Pig Walk, I think. Oh, okay. And that every time I hear pigweed, it reminds <laughs> me of pig walk. Yeah. Well, I, I see I've seen their live shows on their you know social medias, and I'm like, man, I gotta see these guys live. They they just I need to see a lot of people live, but of course, with everything that happened, I didn't really get to go see anything. Yeah. Um, I was scheduled to go see, I scheduled to go see uh, Carterized in San Antonio at the Rock Bar mm-hmm. down there at the Riverwalk. And then I think their lead singer got sick. But also on top of that is when the freeze hit. So oh, I, was yeah. like, I don't want to be slipping and sliding all over the place. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love metal and I want to see these guys. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely, done. I'm definitely going to go out and see stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I've done a few music videos for a couple of bands here in town. Yeah. Uh, I I did a music video for a band that was called Kara and the Damn Band, but they're not around anymore. Uh, And I did a music video for a band called Isolated. Isolated, but it's spelled I-so-lay-dead. And I did a music video for them and another... A few music videos for a band called uh, Devil May Care, you know things like that. Devil May Care is not around anymore either. But yeah, I've I've I know some of the local bands here. I've never heard of that one. You said uh, Ar- yeah, Arterized, Arterized. Yeah, yeah, Arterized. Yeah, they're, Arterized. They're, they're really cool guys, man. Really Cauterized, cool. like you mean like burning a wound? Cauterized. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cauterized. Okay. Oh, yeah. I yeah, you have to check them out. Definitely, man. They're they're. Uh, they're pretty heavy. Yeah. So, and I have uh, to look for them. Uh, but as, as far as like big concerts, uh, I don't go to as many concerts as I used to go. I've been to like hundreds of concerts. Oh, man. You know, over my lifetime. I've seen <laughs> Metallica a few times, Black Sabbath mm. a couple of times, Kiss 10 times, oh, wow. uh, uh, Pantera like five times, Dude. Slayer, Megadeth, all them bands. I've, I, uh, I remember it was Ozfest '97, mm-hmm. and that was my first live concert to go to. You know, wow. like I, I, I never, you know, went to something like that. It was a big deal. You know, you had you're a youngin. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I'm I'm gonna be 40 soon, but sure. yeah. <laughs> but I'm, uh, be, I'm 56 now. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah. act like it no i'm joking uh uh no but i went to Ozfest 97 and they had the out uh, out you know the stage on the outside of course marilyn mm-hmm. manson was trying to go there and san antonio's like no devil worshiper get out of here yeah. but then they had cold chamber on the outside i remember seeing them for the first time yeah. and then i went inside and i heard 
just the most kick-ass music ever. Oh, what the fuck? I've never heard this. And I went in and it was it was Pantera. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. And they just just blew the roof off the place, man. Mm -hmm. And I got to see Fear Factory. They Fear did Factory a bad really job. Good. Yeah. Hypo negative. That was yeah. that was something to see. I am I'm so glad I got to see them before yeah, uh, I've seen Typo Nick. Yeah, I saw them twice. I, I've been to like I think like three Ozfest or four or something like that. Oh yeah. I, uh, I, yeah. I think I've been well, I've been to two. I think the last one I went to it was two thousand two. Yeah. Two thousand two. My my then I saw I saw Pantera on every tour of theirs except for Cowboys from Hell. Oh man. Yeah, they I were saw just them on so every... freaking awesome, man. I, I, I know they were. They it in what upsets me the most is I, I did get to see them, and not a lot of people can say that that they saw Dimebag yeah. and, and Vinny. Yeah. And they had just come out with Damage Plan and they were in San Antonio, right. and I was like, I want to go see them. And something came up, and I said, I'll see him next time. And of course, <laughs> well, that happened with me with Randy Rhodes. I don't know if you know oh, who that man. is. Yes, I do yeah. know who Randy. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't know who Randy Rhodes is, you can hang up on me right yeah, now. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> disconnect this call now. Yeah, uh, screw this guy. Yeah. Lame. Well, no, actually, Randy Rhodes, that's awesome. Go ahead. I'd love to hear. Yeah, that. I was. I, I became a big Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath fan a little late in in their careers. Mm -hmm. by the by the time i became a black sabbath fan like a huge black sabbath fan um ozzy had just been fired from the band like right oh, around man. that time and they got you know ronnie yeah yeah so so yeah ronnie james Dio was already in the band and i think ozzy's first album was out uh and that's when i got into him you know so i was a little late to the party but but man i was like black sabbath was my favorite band for many many years I have a new favorite band, by the way, but that's another story. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, um uh when they released when Blizzard of Oz, Ozzy Osbourne released uh Diary of a Madman. I I got this close to going to see them here in San Antonio. And something happened. I don't remember what happened. And I couldn't go. And I said the same thing. Well, I'll catch him next time. Yeah. And then the <laughs> damn right. plane, you know, the damn plane crash happened and ruined that for me. That that is, yeah, Randy Rhodes. I mean, that's one of the greatest. I mean, guitarists. To this to this I day, my stuff. Yeah. To this day, my favorite Ozzy Osbourne song is Diary of a Bad Man. That's yeah. still my favorite song. Oh, yeah, love that. If, if no one's ever heard of Randy Rhodes, or it, it, I, and it'd be, I'd be amazed if they didn't, but I always, my go-to is that Over the Mountain. Yeah. That, yeah. God bless that freaking guitar, man. He just made a yeah. bitch sing. I yeah. love that. I love that song. That's one of my favorite Aussie songs that and shot in the dark I like shot in the dark <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones too um hmm. but man and of course this year we lost I mean Eddie Van Halen and that that he's amazing well, speaking of speaking of shot in the dark uh I'm yeah. gonna go into a little Metallica story here oh um, hell yeah and 
and you'll see where Shot in the Dark comes in on that. But I got into Metallica when their Ride the Lightning album was a new album. I went into a music store in Del Rio and I see this Ride the Lightning album and I had no idea who Metallica was, but I thought the album cover looked cool. So I bought it. And this is when I knew your uh, your uncle Jay, you know, yeah. uh, this, this was actually in the Metal Blaze years, you know, that I found this Metallica album and uh, went home and listened to it and, you know, became a huge fan of Metallica at the time. And me and and uh, I can't remember who went with me. It was Kip, the bass player for Metal Blaze. And I want to say Jay was with us, but I don't remember. But we drove up to San Antonio to see Metallica on their Ride the Lightning tour, um, playing at a cameo theater, which was a little small theater that only held 500 people because Metallica wasn't famous at the time. Yeah. So they're playing at this small venue, but they played for two nights, but we went the first night and um, we go see Metallica and, you know, they had Cliff Burton on bass. Oh man, still. I'm jealous, man. <laughs> and that was awesome. That was awesome. And then a few years later, uh, Ozzy Osbourne's touring for uh, Ultimate Sin album, you know, Shot in the Dark and Metallica's opening up for him when Master of Puppets tour. And they played in Austin, so we drove up there. I don't remember who I was with at that time. It was that was during my four horsemen years, so I know Jay wasn't with me at that one. But me and a couple of other people, I can't remember who I went to all these concerts with. <laughs> so we go, we go see Ozzy and Metallica with Cliff Burton still. Oh wow! And and a few months after that concert was when Cliff Burton got killed in his accident. You know. So at least for me, it wasn't like the Randy Rhodes thing where I didn't get to see Cliff Burton live because I actually saw him twice before he passed away, you know. And I saw Dimebag Daryl like five or six times before he passed away. Yeah. So I, I got to see Pantera, I think, well, twice. I saw him, like I said, in 97, and then I saw them... Um, my wife had gotten me the tickets for Valentine's Day. That shows how cool she is. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I went and saw them and it was the Cowboys from Hell like reunion to or like a, it was like a revamped of it. I have the shirt still. <laughs> I still have my shirt from that concert. Wow. And I think it was Reinventing the Steel was the newest album that they had uh, come out with. So they were doing the thing. Yeah, and I saw him on that were, tour too. Oh man, uh, at Freeman Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was yeah, there. You, <laughs> yeah, we're at the, a lot of the same places. I know, I know. We probably uh, ran into each other a few times. <laughs> like, get this yeah. punk out of my way. I want to buy a shirt. <laughs> yeah, get out of the way. He looks familiar. <laughs> right. I want to kick him in his ass, but I don't know. Get out of the way, you J Poe wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Imposter. Uh, but uh, yeah, I saw them then, and uh, let's see, I saw Metallica, and it was the load when they came out with load. And I went to Rotoma Park, and it was an outdoor thing, and it was hotter than hell. But that was my first time seeing Metallica, and then I got to see them on their last time they went to San Antonio, I was there. 
My wife was the like, Alamo Dome? Go... Yes. I, I was there I too. Was... Yeah. Me and my wife and my stepdaughter, we were all on the floor. Oh, with yeah. Our aching, with our aching feet. Oh, man. But I got to see them there again. So, well, the, the, I... the, the funny thing about that is, like I said, I saw Metallica on their Ride the Lightning tour, mm-hmm. their Master of Puppets tour, and then I saw them again on the Injustice for All tour. And then honestly, I wasn't really into the the load albums and the the black album was pretty good, but oh, you know black. I just like the old stuff better, you know, but I just couldn't get into the load and reload albums that much. Yeah. Even even though Fuel is a good song. Yeah. Those those albums they came out when see, and that's when the, that was during when I was, you know, I, I think I was a junior in high school when they come out with that, the load and reload. And, yeah. and um, I really dug it, you know, and, but I've also knew of late, you know, earlier Metallica. Right. And I, one of my favorite albums and still to this day, Master of Puppets. I mean, that's just, oh, yeah. they have yeah. so many great songs on there. That's her and best I, album, I think. It is. Yeah. I think so. And close second and Justice for All. I really like Injustice for All a lot well, of my, my second so, would be Ride the Lightning. <laughs> Ride the Lightning is awesome. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, it's great. But um, I don't know why, but Injustice for All, I, I, I feel like it doesn't get that much love. <laughs> like, well, I, I like it, but I just like those no, two I mean, albums. Popular wise, you'd say right. Ride the Lightning. Of course, everybody's yeah. going to agree with you, but you say injustice for all that oh yeah one's on there but they have so many other songs that if you listen to the lyrics they're like they're angry they're at that angry stage you know like i'm not gonna do what you tell me and i'm just you know against the system and all this stuff and it was just a raw album and and it kind of upsets me that the only song they really play off that album is a is you know one because everybody knows it they overplayed the shit out of it but sometimes they play blackened though don't they they do they do sometimes not a lot but what else all i mean yeah that that's what i was gonna say is that uh what i was gonna say is that um my wife uh i met her in 2012 uh we got married in 2016 but she's a Metallica fan, but she got into Metallica a little bit late, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a fan of theirs. And when they came to the Alamo Dome this last time, she wanted to go. And, you know, me, I'd already seen them in their early years. And I wouldn't have gone to that show had it not been for her. Because I would have been like, eh, you know. Yeah. And, and I hadn't even heard the Hardwired album yet, you know. So when I when she told me that she really wanted to see Metallica live because she's a, a fan of their music. Um, I was like, well, let's go, you know? So, so I ordered the tickets and they send us the free CD with the tickets, you know, the hardwired album. Yep. And I listened to it and I was like, ah, this is actually good. You know, I like that album. It's not the greatest album of theirs, but it's good. I thought so, in, in my opinion, that album is kind of like, them going back a little bit yeah like, yeah they, they kind of went back to their thrash roots exactly yeah. and that's why i think that i that's why i like that album i there's a couple of songs but go ahead and then we, no that's fine it's fine but we went to that concert and and i was like i was blown away like god 
damn, that sounded good. You know, I mean, they were, they sounded really good. I was like, oh. yeah, that was a great show. I'm glad I went. And then the last show we saw live, me and my wife and my stepdaughter was, I dragged them kicking and screaming to a, to a King Diamond concert. Man, I uh, still haven't seen King. I would love to see King Diamond. Oh man, he's, he's, he's awesome. Especially yeah. this, especially this, this later tour that we saw him on because I, I've seen King Diamond about three times in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and But back then, he used to smoke a lot. And he said when he was touring that he had a hard time singing some of his stuff because... <laughs> well, he, he was all, them high notes, man. <laughs> yeah, he was exhausted from his touring and all the smoking and all that. Oh, wow. But now, now he doesn't smoke anymore and, and his wife has him eating more healthy and all that. And... I told my wife, I was like, because they were going to, this last tour that we saw him on, it was a 35th anniversary, I believe it was, of the Abigail album. And they were going to play the whole Abigail album, you know, plus a few other songs. And I told my wife, I said, I said, I don't know how King Diamond sings now, because back then he, he struggled singing live. I said, but I want to go see him because I love that album, Abigail, you know. So we went, and man, he sounded great. I couldn't believe how good he sounded. You know? <laughs> I guess the health, the healthy lifestyle is did a lot of good for him. You oh, know? I bet, and quit mm-hmm. smoking and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know. I went to, and this is when they still did them. Is the River City Rock Fest? I I went and saw oh, yeah. a couple, couple of those. I was very disappointed in. Oh, Axel Rose, man, he should have done. Uh, he should have followed the lead of that because he just no, it wasn't good. And I didn't even, I didn't even know he was there. <laughs> yeah, it, well, I mean, it was Guns and Roses. They advertised it as, and of course, it wasn't the Guns and Roses, right? Um, but it was just terrible, man. I, I felt bad for the guy. I mean, not only is he a little overweight, which I'm not really judging him on that, but he tried to run around. He was running out of breath. He couldn't sing yeah. that well. But he still smoked, I bet, and drank and everything, and it just yeah. I've seen I've seen some bands I've seen some bands live over the years where (laughs) you go and you're like kind of disappointed because you love the album and yeah, you know, and a lot of studio magic was a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can name a few bands that I had that experience with, you know, but still good bands, you know. But one of the bands that i really loved seeing live and they weren't even the headliner and it was drowning pool when dave the stage williams was still alive yeah i never saw them live. oh my god dude that was just so it was so fantastic and the headliner of course was disturbed and and um who else was there i can't remember right now but disturbed was the big big name and uh, Drowning Pool was on before them. And I, I, I'll tell you what, Drowning Pool just blew them out of the water. They were wow. so connected with everybody and the sound and, and, and the lead singer. I mean, it was just phenomenal. And it's, and it's in one of my top live performances that I've ever seen, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Pantera being number one, because I just, I love Pantera. <laughs> I mean, to me, number one slot. <laughs> to me, back then, um, out of all the bands I saw live, which was very many, to me, Pantera was the one that sounded 
pretty close to their albums. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, they, they were really good live back then. Um, you know, not very many bands. Uh, there was a lot of good live bands back then, but they they kind of deviated from the albums. You know, they, they would kind of change up songs a little bit and sometimes the singers wouldn't sing everything they hold out the mic you know yeah <laughs> i'm too tired you sing you know and um but yeah the pantera was one of the few bands king diamond this last time i saw him sounded great on pretty much like the albums there's actually a video on youtube of the king diamond live at fillmore the whole concert oh yeah and, i'm definitely yeah gonna check and it's, out. it's from that tour i saw him on um but I saw him here in San Antonio. And the way you hear him sing in that video is the way he sounded live. He sounded great, you know, and he sounds great on that video. Um, but yeah, there's very few bands that sound great live like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I recently got into a symphonic metal band that is great live. I've never seen them live, but I've seen some of their videos. I'm going to go see them live in October in Los Angeles. Oh, Me and okay. my wife are going. <laughs> cool. Yeah, oh, that's they're my awesome. favorite band now. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, and what's their name again? Uh, they're called uh, Nightwish. I oh, I that. know who Nightwish is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I actually, Nightwish. yeah. I actually started listening to them because I saw a few of these music reactors on YouTube reacting to them. Mm -hmm. But before I would watch a reaction video on them i would actually watch their video first to see what i thought of it uh, and then i would watch the reaction videos and i became a huge fan after listening to a few of their songs and that's awesome you know, they kind of overtook black sabbath as my favorite band <laughs> and one of their songs called the poet and the pendulum overtook my favorite black sabbath song is now my favorite song awesome uh, <laughs> I gotta listen to that. I've heard of Nightwish. I think I, I think I've listened to some of their stuff, but I, I'll, I'll definitely check them out again. Well, now, like, because they've had three different singers in their career, mm -hmm. so you have to find the right videos. Because this, even though all singers have been really good, their second singer was probably my least favorite one, but she does sing pretty well. And there's certain songs that she sings on on the two albums that she was on that are really good songs. But this new girl they have, they have a female singer, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this new girl they have singing now, she's, in my opinion, the best heavy metal singer ever. Not female heavy metal singer, but the best oh, heavy wow. metal singer ever. I'm definitely going to have to this but that's just my opinion you know no, I, I, might, i'm interested you got me interested i'm gonna definitely check it out somebody might say bobby you're full of shit you know <laughs> but rob halford's the best you know or whatever oh, bruce yeah. dickinson you know <laughs> you know but yeah she she's an awesome singer but um be, because she's fairly new in the band mm -hmm. the the videos of theirs that made me a fan were their live videos with her singing uh, which they have out on dvd but they're or blu-ray but they're on youtube also there's one show of theirs which is they're probably their best is called live at vakken uh, okay. nightwish live at vakken 2013 
Bakken spelled with a W, not a V. <laughs> and another one live at Wembley, 2015. Uh, and a few others, but those are the two big ones. And the first the first song I heard of theirs that blew me away was a song called Ghost Love Score. It's uh, live at Bach in 2013. If you want a good first impression, that's a good Oh, one. yeah. Let me... Uh, okay. Yeah, check it out sometime. And uh, I, oh, I, probably need, I probably need to get going here. I got to get up in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick before you do, we'll touch on it real quick and we, we won't take too long, but you said you were interested mm -hmm. in um, filmmaking. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to touch on that a little bit or we can we can definitely do this again because <laughs> I would love to. Yeah, let's do that because there's a few little stories with that too. Okay. Let's, let's do another day and I'll, I'll tell you about how I got into that and what I've done and what I've accomplished and things like that okay no um yes i i definitely want to have you back we'll talk film because i know i could go forever and we could probably do another three hours talking about music um <laughs> I, I appreciate your time man um again thank you and of course this won't be the last time we talk i i definitely want to visit with you again yeah i look forward to it and thanks for talking to me oh heck yeah anytime man anytime Oh, and let me know what you think about Nightwish when you're listening to a few songs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I definitely will. And you, you open my eyes to it. So I definitely will do that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.